Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Okay, so hello and welcome to our Potter podcast panel. Today we will be discussing a topic from Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Credence, human or beast? So before we dive into our discussion, um, I would like for everyone to know who is on your panel today. Um, so from Hogwarts Radio, we have Terrence, Bailey, and Gretchen. <laughs> from <laughs> from Mugglecast, we have Eric. And from Swish and Flick, we have me, Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah. So these are your panelists today. So the essential question that we're really going to be diving into today um, is Credence, a human... Or is Credence a beast? Um, so about Credence thus far, what do we really know? Not much. <laughs> Sorry, not much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do know that Credence um, is an Obscurus, right? So an Obscurus is a type of magical parasite that forms when a wizard or a witch suppresses their magical abilities. If they don't perform spells, um, it's like as if their magic turns inwards and can potentially explode, Mm -hmm. um, for lack of a better term. Um, Obscuruses eventually take over their host's bodies. The parasite itself is called the Obscurus, and the person whose body it is used as a host is an Obscurial. So if um, not controlled, an Obscurial can be extremely dangerous, as we have seen so far in the films. Um, Newt has experience with an Obscurus. Um, we see inside his case that there is a, like a transparent bubble, right? It's like maybe two or three feet wide. And we know that Jacob approaches this, but Newt kind of pulls him back, and he um, tells him that she was eight when she died, which is a very young age. And... 
they rarely live past the age of 10. So we have kind of an anomaly within Credence, right? He's surpassed the age of 10. And let's just kind of dive in on this. Megan, I know that you had a theory going on whether Credence is a human or a beast. So I guess like where my theory started is we have this film series called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but it doesn't really seem to be solely focused on beasts, even though that's like the title. I mean, like they're there and they're kind of in the background, and I feel like right now it's mostly because of Newt Scamander. Um, but I go ahead. Newt kind of feels like a Pokemon trainer to me. Like he pops out his <laughs> creatures whenever he needs them to do something cool. Yeah, yeah. accurate. Um, so like right now, that's kind of where like the title comes from. But I feel like if that's going to be the title of the movie, it has to be more than that. So what I was thinking is, is Credence the beast that we need to find and contain or something? So that's the purpose of the title of the film series. He is pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> or is he the beast within? Ooh. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the idea that, that Credence as a character uh, displays unusual mastery of his magical condition. Mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling writes right. a lot of characters who actually are particularly good at what they have to do. Like Harry is particularly good at conjuring a Patronus, and Credence is older than anyone expects him to be while also being an obscurial. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting, like, whoever he is, he's massively powerful, and whereas Obscuruses are powerful to begin with, mm -hmm. uh, I think this one is extra powerful and extra right. scary. Um, yeah, I would definitely probably say that at, the, at this point, he's either a beast-human hybrid or a beast, like full-on beast mode, yeah. but with, like, a consciousness. <laughs> Chris, I woke up in beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question though. What is like the definition of a beast? Does um, an obscurious, obscurus, obscurial count as a beast in your minds? I guess to me it does because if you're if you're thinking or like diving into the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, they are all like beings of magical property that are like more than just a witch and wizard. So, like, what Credence is isn't considered, quote, normal, though I hate using that term, normal, because, like, it's relative. But, but he's not, like, normal to a witch and wizard because he has these extra abilities that not everybody has. So that's kind of where I think it's, like, gray between, like, him being more, you know? And, and like, part of me also wonders, like, is he really even human at all? Like, was he ever human? Has he always been this, like, dark... So so this is kind of another theory that I'm throwing out there, but um, <laughs> not to, like, go in a totally different direction, but um, we know that an Obscurus is kind of called, like, a dark twin to whoever they're hosting. So it... And now we know, apparently, this connection to the Dumbledores. Um, is he Ariana's dark twin? And, like, is this potentially the Obscurus that detached from Ariana and is now, like, creating another being 
So he literally is just an obscurus, but he's like created credence basically, and so like that is his persona. Somehow become corporeal, you're saying? Yeah, it's not like credence was a baby who was born, and then right. Ariana's obscurus came into credence. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like, is he literally just the obscurus? But he's like it's fascinating. Become this being. So it kind of makes me wonder when you say that. So, so say this theory is solid. When he, when Ariana had her accident, right, and it detached, I wonder at what age it attached itself to Credence, since he is so old. Maybe it was, sorry, I just have something to say, go on. <laughs> maybe, get out of here, this is mine. No, maybe he was um, surpassed the age of eight, so he was maybe in a stronger form. No? No. Go ahead. Um, so, but you know, here's the thing. Cause, um, I have, uh, I'm trying to work on like a timeline so I can know like what things happen when. So she died in, um, let me see, like 1889. She's a Ravenclaw. Um, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so she died in 1899 and allegedly if, if he was on that ship, that ship was in 1901 and he was roughly a baby. So I don't know how long, um, like, it just depends on when the ship was in the ocean, you know what I mean? Like, because he was still under one. Do you get what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah. This is the only part of that theory that I just can't wrap my head around when he became, like, how, if, if this is true, if she if he is her obscurus or obscural, you know, um, how timeline-wise how that would have worked. Because she died in the summer of 1899. So what if it's like a Voldemort situation where he goes from body to body, from host to host? Mm-hmm. And eventually it lands on Credence. Mm-hmm. Possible. That's a lot of bodies to get around, but... But doesn't it come from your inner magic that's repressed? It's not something that's what that's I Yeah. Well, like, it, it begins that way, but right. it can probably morph into something that's more sinister. And, oh, it's, and, it's a and, parasite, right? Yeah, yeah originally. Yeah, and a, another thing, too, is she was 14 when she died. So if, if they're normally 10 years old when they are killed by this, it's already... Either she was already stronger, and it was stronger, too, so... It's already lived four years past the, uh, she did, you know, past the time that she was supposed to. And now he's, if he was born in 1901, he's in his 20, like 25. Because that, like, the first movie came out, it was set in 1926, and the second one was set in 1927. So he's already significantly older if that was truly him on that boat as well. There's a theory going around that we've talked about on MuggleCast that I tend to like really uh, a lot, which is that Dumbledore um, created credence um basically in the morning of ariana or after after her accident when when she was inadvertently hit by a stray spell his battle with grindelwald uh that he and perhaps even nicholas flamel uh who were very good at alchemy alchemy of course being the uh study of turning metals into gold uh there's another line of something you can do with alchemy called a homunculus which is you create a human being Mm -hmm. Uh, and alchemy is also concerned uh, with that process. Now, again, turning metals into gold, Aurelius Dumbledore, the name that Grindelwald gives to Credence at the end of book two, at movie two, uh, is Aurelius. It means golden one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So the idea that he, that Credence was not born, he was created, or somehow. And, and so, if you're using like the Obscurius, if it if it if the Obscurius was somehow housed or contained the way we see it done in Newt's suitcase uh, for a year or so while Dumbledore and his infinite wisdom figured out how to do the homunculus. It would also explain why Grindelwald knows more than he's telling about Credence mm-hmm. and his origins. That's like a, 
That's like yeah. a refined version of where I wanted to get to. That's good. <laughs> That's good. No, I actually really like that yeah. because um, if you think about the the goal that Dumbledore and Grindelwald had in their younger days, mm-hmm. um, was to set wizards free, right? They they wanted to be separated from the Muggles, and if you could create something that could be powerful, it's kind of like maybe going for an army. Or some kind of protection. Well, alchemy and biology are different things. Like I don't see how that could happen. Well, when two base metals love each other very much, <laughs> uh, and there's magic involved. But they, they'd be they'd be the first two men to have a baby. Oh. So Credence would ultimately be Dumbledore and Grindelwald. The son. love story continues. It does. So it does. he would be a son then. He would be a son rather than a brother, but if he's made mm-hmm. from Ariana, that would explain maybe why Grindelwald called him Dumbledore's brother. It's a bit confusing. It's we also oh. don't know who's lying. Yeah. You know. Oh, probably everybody. Or, I mean, yeah. The way J.K. Like, Rowling writes. Nothing is real. Sorry, my I, mind is just like in explosion mode right now. This is crazy. Would you yeah. say it's an obscurious mode? <laughs> I'm obscured. I do think in some sense that when he, at the end of the movie, was talking to Credence and saying, you are Aurelius Dumbledore, he was more so talking to the Obscurus, in my opinion. That's what I've always thought. Not so much Credence. Like, if that truly is Ariana's um, Obscurus, like, maybe he's talking to her, that form inside of him and being, you know. So you're saying that he gave the Obscurus a male name? That was Ariana's Obscurus. He renamed it. Could be. Like, if Dumbledore's talking about it being a dark twin, maybe they had a name for it. Maybe that's what they called it. You know, you, you, you're you darker. Like, this is going to sound weird. I know that I have, like, personalities I'll put on that I give names to. So maybe they did that as well, you know? Shout out to Florence. <laughs> it's just a theory. I'm just throwing stuff out. So the thing that I like most about maybe that theory in particular is that J.K. Rowling wrote early on in Harry Potter book one about, uh, you know, Albus Dumbledore is famous for his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas mm-hmm. Lamella. And it's this throwaway line, doesn't really come into play. Alchemy, we see these crazy tools in his office later on in later books, but we don't really know what Dumbledore did or, or you know, he discovered the 12 uses of dragon's blood. Mm-hmm. Name one of them. We don't know. There's all this really interesting backstory that J.K. Rowling did prior to writing the books. And so this this idea that maybe J.K. Rowling really did know some of the origin stories, some of these characters, maybe that Credence wasn't just invented in 2014 when she needed to write a new movie. You know, some of these some of these things, because the Ariana story in particular feels and reads very much like an obscurus, mm-hmm. even though that's not the term that's used. There is no term that's used. It's described much the same way we later have a name for, given the movie. So I love the idea of J.K. Rowling as a master planner and mm-hmm. somebody that knew this was coming. And alchemy at some point was going to come up, but it managed yeah. not to during the Harry Potter film or books and films. So now it is now. I think also, like, why else would Nicholas Flamel really even need to come into this story? Oh, true. Right. Like, it was, it so was pretty random to, to be like oh, we're going to see Nicholas Flamel? Like, what is he going to have to do with this? It's just kind of random. Like, oh, they're in France. Let's just throw him in there. Why not? But, like, to actually have him be part of the creation story of Credence would, like, really... Uh, and I know that a lot of people, um, a lot of people, like, aren't big fans of the Fantastic Beast series at this moment in time. And I think why is because we're still 
it still very much feels like we're in the introduction phase of this story. We don't know a lot of answers to much of anything. And if mm-hmm. you didn't read Harry Potter and you watched that movie, you would just kind of like stare like at whoever you went with and be like, what did I just watch? That's, like, the, fr- that's, like, that's the frustrating part is we have yeah. no book to film adaptation. Right. Right. With, and, especially with characters. Like they just throw characters at you and you're like, well, who, what's, what's that person's name? Especially if you don't own the film and you watch it multiple times, like you don't know these surnames that are thrown out, but they're very important. Right. So I think to, to have meaning behind the, behind having Nicholas Flamel in the movies would really like solidify I think it would really help people maybe come around to these films as more like legitimate. And I think if we know anything about Joe, it's like nothing, nothing just happens. You know what I mean? Um, Nicholas Flamel being in there, he's going to play some kind of large role because yes, it was comedic when he was in the film, but there's something more behind it. Absolutely. Something more. Yeah. I really enjoy that theory like a lot. (laughs) So getting back to Credence, whether he's uh, fully human or beast, J.K. Rowling, of course, has distinctions between the races, whether you're a wizard, a beast, or a being. Mm -hmm. There are also creatures. There's also different designations. Here's the definition for being. Uh, Any creature that has sufficient intelligence to understand the laws of magical community and to bear part of the responsibility in shaping those laws. So magical beings, I suppose, would include, is that centaurs? Yeah. They're considered a being versus a beast. Goblins. goblins uh, uh, half giants, dark goblins, puckwudgies, European goblins. This is off the Harry Potter wiki. Half vampires, yumbos. 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 Yumbo, you We all yumbo for yumbo. <laughs> House elves, velas, werewolves, and merpeople and centaurs. So being is kind of a more, it's above beast in, in its sentience. Mm-hmm. Um, and also maybe its destructiveness. So can Credence be both being and beast? Um, so when he is his human form, his obscurial, he is the being. And when he's the obscurus, he's the beast. It sounds well, a lot like, like a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would argue, though, that he does kind of have sentience when he is the Obscurus. Um, we kind of see at the end of the first film mm-hmm. we were talking about it this morning that um, they can speak to him and he can react. It, yeah, it seems like talks him down. yeah, it seems like he's getting they're getting through to him and he's calming down. So it almost seems like maybe the Obscurus is the being and Credence is the the person within mm. the human mm-hmm. yeah yeah well in the consciousness it attacks that uh senator the shaw mm-hmm. younger yeah. older son like it knows specifically who to go yeah, for it knows who to target yeah yeah which is really and it too seems like at the end of the second movie um that he finally is able to like use the power at the very end when he blasts to the uh mountain like it seems that he's finally like almost puts things into focus and is able to use that power and the strength oh. that the obscurus has for his benefit while he's in like the human form actually actually be able to control it yes. himself and yes. and not have to he doesn't have to disappear to make things yes. happen i wonder if part of his storyline is he's actually going to have to make the choice between whether or not he wants to be a being or a beast Ooh. i think so I think so. I, and, and it's so brilliant for J.K. Rowling to create a movie about beasts and about people and then have somebody that's right in the middle of that. Like, oh, he's half beast. And we know the, yeah. series, uh, the series is all about choices. Yeah. It's Correct. our choices that define us. Mm-hmm. That is the tagline, isn't it? 
Yeah. Actually, that kind of brings up my, I had a question-ish, theory-ish kind of thing. So if we think about um, the uh, blood curse that Nagini has, right, she's able to change back and forth, but eventually that curse takes over and she's just completely in the snake form. So I wonder, um, is it possible for um, an obscurus over time, if it gets to be an older age, because we've not seen them, for the obscurus to fully take over and it just be in like an obscurial form? Because he is able to change back and forth at this point, but we don't know what's going to happen down the road because he is older. 25, 26 years old, and nobody's ever seen this before. So is it possible for it to completely take over? He won't be able to change back and forth anymore. And where else have we seen that? Nagini, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, when he didn't die at age 10 or 11, that that would have been when the Obscures just took over. Like That's what kills the host is when when it becomes full Obscures. So... I do think that there are unpredictable ramifications for him being this old and being kind of a joint, having mastery over one another. Like, there's a more of a symbiotic than parasitic relationship now. Um, but I don't think he'll die from it just, like, in the way that Nagini will have to surrender her humanity for the, to the blood curse. And I also just want to say that I love the idea that he was supposed to die from this at, like, 10 or 11, because obviously in the... Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. that's when Harry discovers he's a wizard and goes through all these changes. So it's like, yeah, Credence was supposed to do that, but now we're dealing with adults. The Harry Potter fans have grown up, the fandom's grown up. We're going to talk about adults now and like 26 year olds. I think that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is like, it is almost the perfect timeline because if you think about it, I- I'm just thinking me. So like I was exactly 11 when the first movie came out. So it's like, I mean, I, it was it was almost exact as I grew up. They came out and they grew up with me, and now it's a little bit behind because I'm almost thirty. But <laughs> but now we're talking, you know, twenty six year olds. But it's still very much the same age range. And I love that she knows that that's really where her big base audience is. So to talk about somebody who's around that age, even though they're not like just a witch or wizard it's a very different situation it's still like even thinking about newt and dumbledore like we are really just in like the adult world of harry potter now which i think is a is a great change um but i think with credence i i think i agree that um that i think that that would have happened at 10 or 11 and that's kind of like thinking back to Newt's suitcase and he has the Obscurus and that odd bubble that he's contained it in, like that is what would have happened. But for some reason, Credence has pushed through, which is what makes me think, is he a being at all? You know, like, like why was he able, like Ariana pushed to 14 and maybe it would have been fine had she not gotten hit by some curse and maybe Maybe Dumbledore just knew, or he under he understood. I'm sorry, I'm babbling because like things are coming in my head as I'm talking. So like, <laughs> um, maybe Dumbledore and Grindelwald knew and saw Ariana's strength, and and knew what that Obscurus could have been capable of. Oh, that's and, a good point. And, and that could be why. He, yeah. yeah, that could be why he's so like regretful of everything that happened with Ariana. Cause maybe he used her. Yeah. 
Um, and, and that's why I kind of feel this connection potentially with Ariana and Credence. And I just feel like there's, there's got to be something, whether that's her obscurus and it's reattached to somebody else and Credence was a being and now he's an obscurus, not necessarily by choice or because he had to suppress his magic. And I think J.K. Rowling set it up perfectly seeing him be in that orphanage because you can see clearly he was oppressed from his magic, so you want to believe that that is why he is the way he is. But I don't think that is why he is who he is. That was just like kind of a trick in her mind. Credence is just being used as a weapon against Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and, and Credence is in many ways a weapon. While Grindelwald has him, while Grindelwald is poisoning his mind, mm-hmm. he's very, very dangerous. He's a magical yes. force greater than anything Grindelwald has uh, otherwise at his disposal. And so the question becomes, who will help Credence journey towards the side of the light? Can he be mm-hmm. redeemed? Can he... I mean, assuming he's done wrong, but he's, you know, he's on the side of Grindelwald right now, temporarily, very yes. confused. Yeah. And can you extract, can you mute Credence? Can you, can you get rid of that power without it, mm-hmm. at this point, killing him? And it's, it's interesting that you guys say that he's used as a weapon, right? And Meg, you said something about him, like, maybe something, his feeling toward Ariana. But I literally just typed, I said, is Grindelwald really, like, honing him? And does he regret that Ariana died when she was such a potential weapon? Like, he's just sad that he lost that weapon, like that's why Grindelwald's upset, not yeah, the fact and that's, that it was Dumbledore's sister, but because she was a weapon and he lost her. Possible. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And that's why he's treating Credence with such care, and he's loving him, and he's uh, molding him, uh, if you will, or to manipulating. or manipulating him to be this weapon because he lost his first one and he knew how strong it was. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Correct. Yeah. No, you're making all new ones. You know. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> it is Grindelwald after He's all. He's committing all those crimes. Yeah. So many crimes. Oh, my crimes. God, so many crimes. So many crimes. <laughs> so He's raising him as a pig for slaughter. Oh. Oh, oh you hurt my dumbly loving heart. <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately Grindelwald would probably be fine if Credence died, but only after he uses him to, Correct. for his means. I mean, and I don't think the question is if Grindelwald's going to be fine after Credence dies. It's going to be if Grindelwald is able to ultimately come to the conclusion that he that he needs to kill Dumbledore to meet his objective. Yeah. And I don't think he – I mean, obviously, he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's been stated, that he wants Credence to kill Dumbledore or get yeah. Dumbledore in a really huge way. We know he fails. Because yeah. Dumbledore's that around 50 years from now. That's some good news. Spoilers! Well, unless J.K. Rowling wants to do a thing with the timeline. But no. We have time turners, right? Harry Potter 1.5. <laughs> it just makes me think of, like, Dumbledore is a master manipulator. And when Joe wrote about, um, in I believe it was The Life and Lives of Albus Dumbledore and Bethilda's telling her story, that when Grindelwald came, like, he met his equal, mm. if you will. So... I don't know. The relationship's just so... I want to know more, I guess I should say. We just don't know much, but we know like little tidbits that just, just make us want so much more. You ever love someone so much you just want to kill them? <laughs> That's Dumbledore and Grindelwald. <laughs> I am married. It's a love-hate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, relationship. You know, 
here's the theory I had because we were just talking about Credence growing up in the orphanage, and Voldemort also grew up in an mm. orphanage. But I think it gives me hope because I want Credence to be the one that like turns out good. Like, yeah, he had yeah. some shitty circumstances, but the right people got to him at the right time, yeah. and he's able to like yeah. turn around. But there's so there's so many parallels between mm-hmm. like Voldemort and Harry and mm-hmm. and Credence. I mean, it's like a triangle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that, and yeah, I want Credence to turn out to be good. Like yeah. the Deathly Hollow symbol. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was, I was going for that, but I was like, what? Maybe Credence, maybe Credence will be the wand right in the middle yeah. of the triangle. <laughs> Vernon Dursley is the circle. Um, well, it's the circle that brings them all together. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Unless she changes the timeline, we do know, I believe she told us that the whole movie series is going to span 19 years, so that takes us to 1945, which is when Grindelwald and Dumbledore have that big fight. Um, we'll duel, I should say. And the big fight. Um, and they have boxing gloves on? Yeah. <laughs> and we Don't know that Grindelwald loses, out. and then he goes to prison, basically. Whizpriz, if you've seen Puffs. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't go to Azkaban. Um, but so he, he gets defeated, so we don't know. At least we know that Grindelwald does not win, but we don't know what's going to happen to uh, Credence. And then just another fun fact, that is when, um, what's his face? Voldemort graduated from Hogwarts. Is that year? So, Yeah. So it's just, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see how it's all going to span and what we're going to see and how many years might might be, like, away from the next one. You know what I mean? When the next one comes out, if we're another year or just six months or is it a couple of years because we have 19, now, like, 18 years to get through. So there's a lot that's going to happen, I think. And we'll see what poor little Credence is going to go through. Yeah. There are not often that I um, want a redemption story, like, I don't need Kylo to be redeemed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I really, really would enjoy, um, like you said, uh, Eric, not that he's done so many things wrong. We don't really know, like, a whole lot. But we know that he's kind of playing that line between the good and the bad, right? And I would really like to see him turn out um, on the other side. I would really like him to end up on the, uh, the good side, the light side, if you will. I think it comes down to Queenie. She was such... Losing her to the side of Grindelwald was such a huge loss. I wish I kind of... That the movie allowed us to feel more before she just inexplicably wandered off. Right. But she's shown giving Grindelwald that key advice of being gentle with him. His mind Mm -hmm. isn't ready. This, that. Queenie could conceivably be a force for good and and be sort of a, a nurturer to Credence and guide him along. But if she's working... To serve Grindelwald's ends, the opposite could be true. Especially with her ability. With well, yeah, with her ability. She has a yeah, she has an internal battle happening right now. Oh yeah, because I feel like deep down the 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 reason why she chose his side was for the goodness in her heart, but she's not realizing what comes with that on his side. Mm. Like she wants to be free within her relationship, but being with Grindelwald isn't the right way to go about achieving that. I wonder and hope because I adored Queenie. I still do. I have faith in her. But I wonder and hope if um, she will realize the negative as she's reading into Credence's mind and that will be her light switch. And then she'll kind of become manipulator and become a a Snape kind of character um, Mm -hmm. and potentially try to mold Credence through Grindelwald without Grindelwald really realizing, and then Credence will end up switching, I hope. But I just think that whole situation really, truly proves to you how manipulative 
Grindelwald is, and he's able to tell her all the things that she wants to hear and make it sound good, and that's really, like, just shows you his power, you know what I mean, over people and being able to be persuasive and tell things exactly what um, Credence wants to hear, exactly what Queenie wants to hear, and exactly what all of these other witches and wizards want to hear about their personal struggles. And that kind of feeds into what my feelings are about Credence needing a redemptive arc. I don't think he does. I don't think he's done anything that he needs to be redeemed Mm -hmm. because I feel like he hasn't really made a choice yet. Mm -hmm. He hasn't made many decisions. He's kind of been swayed to do things. And he seems so much younger than 26 or 27 to me because, like, that's how old I am. And I'm like, dude, don't do that. But he just doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to figure out who he is. So for me, as soon as Credence finds out this is what I'm about, this is what I stand for, he's going to have that great mm-hmm. arc that we want. He lacks the conviction that like Harry has always had. Right. Harry's always known that he's the good guy and he's always followed that path. Credence doesn't know who he is. That's the whole point of the story. It kind of makes me feel like maybe when he was growing up in that orphanage that he was suppressed, kind of like a, a serious black kind of situation. So Sirius was put in Azkaban when he was very young yeah. and he did not have the opportunity to mature and grow like an adult would have in a normal kind of outside of prison setting. So I feel like he was maybe stifled in there. It feels like, it kind of feels like a child, like, I don't know. Let me eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know what I mean? I feel like he's just so in the middle right now. Well, the, the horrible part about it is that everyone keeps pulling this uh, rug out from under him when he thinks he's figured out who he wants, who, yes. who he is, or some of his past, and they dangle the carrot of this is who you are. Like That's why I didn't like movie two all this much. It's like everybody's mm. hurting this boy. Right. He just wants to know who he is. It's hard to watch. Yeah. It is very hard to watch. Yeah. You know, I think at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, he's given, like, the sense of identity. This is who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So embrace that and do great things with it. And so he's being warped by Grindelwald's mind um, so much so that I think in the next movie, we are going to see him do something that is going to need redemption. Mm -hmm. um, And that's going to be the fight within him for the next two movies after that. It's very, very possible. The, uh, there's two things I want to talk about. Um, one being in a, in a society where uh, an obscurus, sure, they're rare, but not entirely unheard of. Everyone in the room in the first movie is like, oh, they, they're, this can't be. There hasn't been one of those in a while. But do you think that that would actually promote the fact that your magic can turn inward if you deny it? Wouldn't it promote a more tolerant society for making sure that people are getting the care that they need. You know, we don't know of any therapists in the wizarding world, but... Goodness, do we need them. Many characters need them. Yes. Uh, We actually talked about that the other day. We were doing a Madame Maxime episode and just talking about, like, traumas that these children have been through, and they have no one to speak to about it and heal. And um, my profession outside podcasting is um, I am in education and studying child development the traumas that some children go through last with them for a lifetime and they need all the help that they can get. And Credence is just another one of those characters that I see like Harry, who's had all these traumas and desperately needs help. And like you said, he's got people on both sides pulling the rug out from under him and he is so incredibly confused. And I don't know, like I always feel like connections to these characters, but he reminds me of so many children that I've had um, the pleasure of working with, and it's just like you just want to reach out and help them. Part of me 
part of me thinks that that's kind of why Credence at this moment in the story is um, kind of in a scary situation at, at this point because he is so vulnerable. He literally wants to grasp onto any piece of information that he can that he thinks will be true because he lacks identity. And the fact that Grindelwald now has his grasp around him, basically, like Credence is going to eat up everything that he says and he's going to believe it because who else does he have to believe but Grindelwald at this point? So, and and I think that Queenie being there, and this is why I'm really hoping Queenie helps the story arc to kind of like push him to do good, is that right now Queenie is like, she is probably like Grindelwald's best weapon at this point with, with Credence because um, – Grindelwald doesn't know what he's thinking or how he's feeling, but Queenie can let him in on that, and he knows how vulnerable Credence is right now. So he's probably thinking in his mind, wow, what a great opportunity for me to um, turn turn Credence into exactly what I want him to be mm-hmm. because cause he's going to believe me. Um, so it's just, it's just scary at this moment because I really think that he can – he he's very powerful we see that i mean he he explodes an entire mountain just with like you know i don't know it's like the force right? a swish and a flick <laughs> yeah. a swish and a flick that's what you said on their turns yeah, yeah. yeah. it was his smolder <laughs> uh, but the, i think newt will actually play a huge part in credence's final mm-hmm. act at the very least like like newt the presence of Newt brings me hope because even in the first Fantastic Boost movie, he's set up as being the only one who like preserved an, an Obscurus outside of its out of the host. The bubble thing—that's Newt. The cloud within the dark cloud is the Obscurus that would otherwise be out in the open. Or, Which or, lets you know how powerful Newt is. Newt is very powerful. It's insane. Nobody really thinks about it because he's quiet and kind of you know he's Shout like out to in the right. Shout out to Hufflepuffs. Ex- yeah. Exceptional Hufflepuffs. But like he is so so powerful. And he's learned from his mistakes about whatever mm. killed the eight year old girl in Sudan. Right. Like he probably if given the opportunity would do things a little differently and maybe succeed yeah. at extracting the beast from Credence. Is that possible? I if it's, it's possible. I Before it's they die. Personal redemption for Newt to be able to oh, save yeah. Credence because he wasn't able to save the eight-year-old girl, and I think mm-hmm. that that's something that's really bothered him ever since that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it also, yeah. if we go back to um, the adults influencing um, Credence, um, I have a question for you guys. How do you think Nagini's going to fit into his decision-making? They're exceptionally close at the moment. How how are they exceptionally close? Because I didn't see that. Can you tell me? Oh, you know, it's like the, the, well, the hand on the time together. Traveling together. They're close <laughs> to one another. They talk really to one another. I really wish we had seen more of that, because I think I'd be able to answer your question if I had like actually seen some of it in the movie, but I just don't know. Try and fill in your own gaps. That's Take a guess. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to be so off. He off broke her out of the zoo, okay? That's pretty darn close. Harry did the same thing. Oh, Oh. (laughs) that was not okay. The boa constrictor at the zoo was not, not, in fact, that is a big misunderstanding. So let's say she is the closest person to him at the moment, closer than Grindelwald, in my personal opinion. I think he trusts her more than he trusts anyone else. Not to say that he actually trusts her. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he has reservations about every single person around him. But like, what do you all think? Do you think she's going to have a role? Do you think we know where she ends up, right? So 
But what happens in her middle story? Is she going to influence him one way or the other? Because I feel like what I've seen, I feel like she cares for him as a person and wants what's best for him. Otherwise, she, I don't think she would be around him, traveling with him and all that. Here's someone who is destined to succumb to the beast. Correct. Within. Is Nagini. Mm -hmm. And I think that she very much... I mean, that's a horrible situation. Like, I can't imagine her presence in his life being anything but morbid uh, when that occurs. But I think that she'll probably say, like, here's the lesson I'm learning from this. I don't have a choice in this matter, but you do. Embrace the human. Embrace the human population. Embrace these other friends that are trying to help you. Mm -hmm. And... You know, don't don't do what I'm forced to do, which is just become a beast. Yeah. Oh my God. I love do you think guy. that because she is that is her eventual fate? Do you think that she thinks that she could be maybe? I know this is about credence, but nothing but maybe on the darker side. I think Grindelwald so. would Grindelwald would probably have her decide like make that like like feed that into her, so she eventually believes it. Yeah, but it'd be really funny if she like ends up saving the life of like a young. Uh, Mm. August uh, Longbottom or somebody, mm. <laughs> you know, just ends up <laughs> saving a, saving be, her from a building collapse or something. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, she actually jumped in front of Neville's sword, so she's really a hero. <laughs> Take it <laughs> on. She's like, you know what? I'm over this. <laughs> Maybe she did that on purpose. No, I don't want to take that away from Neville. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Something unrelated before I forget. Um, not unrelated. It's related to this topic, I promise. When Meg <laughs> first told me this theory, um, she brought up the fact... This like solidified that Credence is something that isn't purely human. So in the beginning of Crimes, Nick is, er, Nick Newt is a little in trouble with the ministry. Like They don't want him to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, But they ask him to come in, and they want to break a deal with him. They want him to find Credence. They know he's alive. But so their other their other choice is and forgive me I don't remember his name is this other beast hunter and when he comes in the room Newt is immediately like why is oh, he yeah. here so he's obviously not kind to creatures which Newt obviously is very kind to creatures but why are they bringing in two a beast two beast experts if Credence isn't some sort of beast that needs to be contained that I forgot about that and I'm so glad that you remembered it which that is one of those seemingly subtle things that we don't really pick up on that Joe's just like I'm gonna put this right here and save you for later but that could also just be the way that the ministry views right Right. it could be yeah, it could be. more about society than about credence. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. <laughs> I see all sides to this. <laughs> I did also think about like how we got absolutely no background to that other beast hunter, and I was like, Does anyone this know guy? his name? Anyone? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. Grimson. Oh, I Thank you, Katie. Meet I us after. Was... We'll give you a button. <laughs> I thought it was Gruber. <laughs> Grimson. Yes. I was going to say Grissom, oh, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. Newt's book was published at a time when the mm-hmm. beasts, beast handlers were more like exterminators. Right. Like, no yeah. questions asked. And so what we'll see, especially if there's a time jump in the next movie, is overall a shift in understanding and handling of beasts. But I think Grimson's very much the old school of thought as far as beast handlers, like we're saying. Yes. But there could presumably be like Newt proteges, like Bunty presumably has the same kind of thoughts and ideas that Newt does, this care for beasts that she's mm-hmm. giving. And so more people like Bunty and less people like Grimson will maybe inherit the yeah. the business. 
And I like that we see, like, even care of magical creatures as a class. So there is some kind of evolution with how creatures and maybe beasts are, are viewed because we're learning how to take care of them. And not exterminate them. Yeah, let's, let's be nice. But it might end up being a self-sacrificial act from Credence, I think, that brings the whole series to a close. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, more than a little possible. The weirdest thing for me is that he doesn't seem to be mentioned at all by Rita Skeeter in her Albus Dumbledore book or anything else. He's completely either written out of history, so I don't know if he's written out of history because it would be too dangerous to include, challenge a lot of uh, norms and a lot of boundaries and saying that Obscurus did something great, or if it's because Dumbledore and Grindelwald ultimately were able to keep it under the wraps, who Credence really was, what he really was, and that kind of a thing. A lot of people know. Or he wasn't really a Dumbledore, and that's all just Grindelwald's ploy to pit him against Albus, is that he's calling him a Dumbledore so that um, Credence will have someone to feel hatred for. He has someone to point his Mm. anger to that he doesn't know who he is, and this is why he is the way he is. Mm -hmm. But then where did he get the phoenix? It's not real. (laughs) It's a prop. It's a prop phoenix. No, we were talking about maybe (laughs) maybe Credence is actually someone we do know from the like Harry Potter series, but he's finally found out who he is, so he has his real name in that series. So it's maybe like a throwaway line or the mention of someone and then they'll reveal it at the end and he'll go off and live his life. We'll be like, oh my gosh, he was mentioned on page 56 of Order of the Phoenix. Maybe Tom the barman at the uh, Leaky Yeah! He I lived a happy Harry. life. I want Credence to live a happy life. Same. I mean, we're only two I, movies same. in out of five, but I still want him. Yeah. I, I think want good things for him. Yeah, I think definitely still laying laying the groundwork, but he has a lot of setup. <laughs> this, is, this is a lot of setup. He does and I still lot. feel like I don't know, but I'm, jer- I mean, until I see them all, and then I can make my decisions. I don't think anybody's going to know until, like, probably, what, 2035? When's the last one coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sold. I wonder <laughs> that if, since the Obscurus does start out, like, as a parasite, if it can be something that's healed with Phoenix Tears. <gasps> I like that. <laughs> a gasp from the audience. And that's why Fox kind of is, is, is yeah. Mm. See, don't we love the not knowing of things? Because it gives us chances to speculate like we are right yes. now. If we, didn't, if we knew everything, we wouldn't have panels to talk about. Do we know what year Dumbledore received Fox? What if this Phoenix, Phoenix is Fox, and then Credence dies, and then that Phoenix Fox goes to Dumbledore? Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Possible. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We can say whatever we want because we don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, what if, what if Fox, because Fox is known for... Um, like protecting Dumbledore, right? Mm-hmm. I, I vaguely remember something about Fox eating fire. It's loyalty. Yeah. 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 Yes, in so five. So what if he eats the Obscurus? And I mean, I, no, I mean, I, okay, never mind. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yeah. is stupid in speculation because we don't know yet. Watch movie five, Fox it's is going to be the most in. brilliant yeah. theory you've ever heard. <laughs> there are a lot of beast things to come, though. I can I can pr- say we can pretty much guarantee it because within the next, uh, I guess they said 19 years between movie mm-hmm. one and movie five, potentially. But be- right before 1945, uh, a boy named Rubius Hagrid comes to Hogwarts. <laughs> and... He is given, yes. he is given uh, Aragog and Acromantula mm-hmm. um, from a pocket of a traveler, mm-hmm. a, po- a pocket and probably mm-hmm. a blue coat, if I had to guess. Maybe a suitcase. Uh, and, 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 and between that and Fox, uh, who may or may not be, did they, is it said that he got Fox from Newt Dumbledore? 
I don't think it's ever been confirmed. I don't think it's confirmed. But Newt is probably involved. Yeah, Newt is probably involved. I would assume. It's implied. I think Newt is definitely going to give Aragog to a young, we're going to see like a young Hagrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is my headcanon until it is proven otherwise. And the Chamber of Secrets will be opened during this time span of these Mm -hmm. movies. For the of the air, beware. I was going to say it. (laughs) It's so crazy to me to think, how is she going to fit this storyline with Credence in Mm -hmm. when we also will have dealing, we'll be dealing with the teenage Voldemort who's coming to, like, it's a a clever time period because she gets to put all of these things mm-hmm. together but it does seem a little bit more massive than what a two-hour movie is able to accomplish maybe we'll get some books mm. am i the only one oh. thinking of a moody emo teenage voldemort now <laughs> <laughs> i totally was <laughs> would anybody here i want to pull the audience real quick because we are talking about credence and fantastic Beasts. would anybody be upset if tomorrow we got a news story that the movies are canceled but we're getting books instead oh. <laughs> y'all would love that <laughs> I would also right. love that. Because <laughs> okay. then you can make them later. You could save hundreds of millions of dollars not making these movies. <laughs> and save hundreds of million dollars by switching to books. I thought you were going to say Geico. My God. <laughs> <laughs> or just gain the revenue to make the movies from all of the books we're going to buy. Yeah. I don't think she needs to gain revenue. Well, yeah, she might not, but WB wants more money. You know what I mean? True. So Credence is definitely a very deeply interesting and mm-hmm. haunted character. I think we can all appreciate just his inclusion in the series. As it would be like very black and white, I think, without him. What's we've, we've never seen a character like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what else would we have to speculate about, you know? I mean, like, he is very much, I think, going to be the centerpiece of these films, and um, I don't know, it's just so nostalgic thinking that we can, like, speculate like this again, and, and that's, why, that's why I love... Fantastic Beast, because to me it makes me feel like 12-year-old Megan again. I've read Gobble to Fire, and I'm waiting for Order of the Phoenix, and I can think about what I think is going to happen and talk about it, and, um, and like, Credence is that to me again right now. So, yeah. I, lo- I love that mindset of embracing the not knowing mm-hmm. yeah. versus being terrified by it. Like, I usually yeah. spend my days I'm going, what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> is it going to be good? Is it going to not be good? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's great. Yeah, it's definitely easy to visualize first, mm-hmm. uh, to have that, that kind of uh, blueprint in your head. And then, yeah, that's one thing that I would definitely miss as well. And that's an area where film <clears throat> exceeds and excels mm-hmm. as well at, at, again, the actor's micro-expressions. And Ezra Miller is uh, a self-identifying gender-fluid person. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's in between genders as an actor. He's in between whether he's human or beast or whatever. <laughs> His character he's yeah, playing is, yeah. very, is also very fluid. And he's very able to portray a huge shift and like a never never a solid sort of answer there in it and that's probably very hard to do actually i'll even snowball onto newt too because reading i don't think i could read his mannerisms yeah. Oh. And, yes. and that's some that's probably so 50 true. 50 of why i love newt so much is because i relate with his awkwardness <laughs> on a high level um but he's Anxiety. just yeah he's mm-hmm. just and yeah. What did they say? He has like um, he, he might be on the autism spectrum, which I think is great to represent that. Mm-hmm. So I would love to read these as books, but I also really want them as movies. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, I, I can't find really any fault with the casting of these films. Mm-mm. To no. be honest, not no. a bit. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it could happen. So uh, as of right now, in the second movie, it's like in the 1927. So Voldemort was born in December. I think it's 30th, um, 1926. So theoretically, he could if if before. 
um, he gets his wand if but I would think that'd be too soon if it's going 19 years. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. It could very be very much be a real thing, um, and make those phoenix feathers even more powerful for Harry and for Voldemort. But we don't know when he picked the feathers. We don't know when he made the wand. That's an, the, another thing we've discussed this too on our podcast whether or not um, he well, even made both wands at the, at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. hmm. kind of makes you wonder, like when when Ollivander made those wands, like. I wonder if it happened around the time of... Nope, that would have been wrong. Never mind. <laughs> oh, but yeah, within the next... Well, ten... maybe, maybe, the, the, maybe Harry's wand was made sometime around when uh, Trelawney made the prophecy and Voldemort's was... Maybe they were made at two different times. I don't know. I mean, phoenixes live forever, so we got unlimited feathers. I would think, though, that it, it would make more sense to me that he would have to be in, like, their same lifetime. Like, the phoenix, you know how they, like, oh, re- okay. they, they burn and then get rebirthed from the flame or the ashes and everything? I would think... In my mind, it would make more sense for it to be either taken in, at, at the same time or at least in that same span of its life before it was reborn. reborn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I don't know. Just thoughts. <laughs> thoughts I don't know if we're even going to see the duel. I'm just saying that because I know that it's, she said 19 years and that's what happens. I would like to. I think they'd be really cool. Um, and I also think, for me, I would um, want Credence to be there. I'd want his journey to last the entire five books because that that's the biggest piece of this because i know all the other stuff really with dumbledore and grindelwald and all of that it, it's kind of like fluff for me i want to know about credence and i want to see his journey he's the one i care about the most besides looking at dumbledore because he's cute but um <laughs> that's my biggest thing is i want to see what happens with him and i want to see his storyline well they're not going to set up grindelwald as a big baddie of these films and not show grindelwald's defeat oh at yeah the end of the right. films yeah, yeah I think um that's happen. yeah I, I think credence will totally be there Credence will probably tip the scales and let Dumb- and make make it so that Grindelwald fails and Dumbledore triumphs and Dumbledore will take all the credit. It'll be great. I really his, don't know for his chocolate uh, frog close up. Listen, I really don't know if he'll be there. Like, I wonder if maybe something will happen to Credence and maybe that'll be like the last piece of the puzzle that Dumbledore needs to go ahead and be like, all right, I got to go really do this myself. Ooh, I like that. What if what if Credence is the key to breaking that blood pact that he has with Grindelwald? What if him ex- his magic and maybe he dies helping him break it? Like, what if he finally is like, oh my gosh, all these things that Grindelwald is doing is so horrible to me, and he realizes it, and then he does his little magic thing, and he dies in the process of making sure the blood pact is gone? You would be a martyr then. I mean, I think... I, I, here's my theory. I think he's not going to survive. I don't think... I do not think so either. <laughs> I think if we can learn one thing from the comparison between Credence, who's like really super powerful, Voldemort, who became Lord Voldemort, uh, and Harry Potter, who saved the wizarding world many times, uh, that an unloved child is very dangerous. And you need to love your children. You need to set your children up for success. They need to be in in a home and 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 just loved, be surrounded by love. Yeah. And I think that that's a, a message that J.K. Rowling would surely wish to drive home. Uh, through all her series. Absolutely. Wow. I like that. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. This Thank was you. my first con, my first ever, and you all have exceeded my expectations. You get an E. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs>